Hello and welcome to Crossroads Cafe. Today's episode is a discussion with Alma, a Brooklyn-based trio whose work discusses many of the peculiarities and contradictions of our modern era. In this interview, we discuss their debut LP Mosaic, which focuses on New York City, climate change, and many other things. We also talked about their approach to fighting for change by writing music about the climate crisis and social issues, their musical synergy, and their dreams of a better future. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for being here, Alma. I'm really excited to get to talk to you all and welcome to Crossroads Cafe. Um, this podcast is about art that um, crosses boundaries and that uses multiple mediums. And I feel like that perfectly describes what you all are working on. Um, so I'd love to just start out by having each of you maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and what you do with the band and um, what brought you to what brought you together. Sure. Um, I'm Melissa. I am a vocalist and writer and producer in the band, as we all are. <laughs> and Lily and I were in a folk band together a few years back, and we met and started that band because a friend of ours um, wanted to do a Tiny Desk contest video and needed vocalists. And then <laughs> Lily and I found ourselves in a like bougie private school rehearsal room one January afternoon and we met and the rest was history. So that's how I found my way to the project. Yeah, um, my name is Lily. Um, I guess I would classify my role in the band as a baker of things. <laughs> She does bake a lot. Um, <laughs> yes, I make food. Um, I guess I, I play keys in the band and I'm currently learning the violin, so I'm trying to play more violin. Alba's our main, main <laughs> strings player. Um, also a writer and producer, as we all are. Um, I guess, yeah, the New York is such a wonderful place. I, I came from Massachusetts from like a fishing village called Gloucester. And what was so cool about moving to New York is I felt like every person that I met was like somehow involved in creative stuff. Mm. Granted, I did move here to go to school for film scoring, which is how I met Alba. So like naturally people are going to be a little bit more creative and, and into that stuff by by design, I guess. But um, it just seemed like everywhere I went, I would just meet cool people like these two <laughs> who are like, yeah, all right. You wanna you wanna make a, a synth pop band? Yeah, let's like when do we start? Like let's do it. Let's do it. And that's sort of how that went on one phone call. One phone call, one summer evening. It's like, hey, um, we really like harmonizing together. We're all harmony nerds. We like singing Christmas carols and as many part harmony as we possibly can make everybody sing with us. Why don't we just do this? Yes, yeah, um, it's a great. It's so <laughs> Uh, my name is Alba. Um, I guess, yeah, I sing and, and produce in the band as well. And uh, I play um, strings. I, I play, I've started bass just since being in the band and, you know, guitar, whatever needs to, to be filled out. And um, my background, I come from, from Spain. I originally studied there and I come from a very like orchestral classical background. So this was 
my gateway drug into, <laughs> you know, more and more fun and, you know, just like, let's play an instrument, even if you haven't spent 10 years Less playing art, it. more fun. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, um, you know, I, I met Lily, as she said, in, in grad school and then met Melissa through, um, you know, Lily's cheese, cheese parties <laughs> where everyone just brings the cheese and we all get drunk and you know, eat cheese and sing songs. And we just, you know, found out that we loved harmonizing together. And so we started this, this little dream of a project that has become a serious thing against all odds. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the truth. Yep. I love that. I'm a big harmony nerd myself. So congrats on really elevating the harmonies to a whole new level. <laughs> There's a lot of really incredible arrangements on your new album, which I I'm really excited to talk to you guys about you just released mosaic um pretty recently so i'd love to hear a little bit about how you're feeling now that it's out um and sort of yeah i'd love to just like hear your general thoughts about the album before we dive into some more specific themes yeah wow we're so happy it's out it's been more i mean years multiple years yeah year yeah and a half almost two years. yeah of of making it and i think in some ways, the pandemic really um, sort of helped. This is going to sound weird, but it like sort of helped us in a weird way because it. Yeah. It I think it forced us to. Uh, we had we had recorded a couple of songs, but we were we were definitely like mid album process, and and I think what it it made us do because we couldn't go into a studio and have someone else do it all for us and like just kind of bring in folks to to play on stuff. We had to really get creative about what we could do at home and how our production workflow changed because we were at home and and i think that really pushed us to to be better producers and to be more creative with what we had um and i think in some ways it also like really allowed us to dive into the album writing and producing as like a full-time band yeah. job rather than like mm -hmm. splitting it between gigs and all of that which is its own, I mean, there, there are pros and cons to that, obviously, like you, you work stuff out while you play gigs as well, but. Yeah, we got to play two gigs before the pandemic. Hit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a big That's it. experience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it feels really good to now be on the other side and the, the album's out, but now we can start to play gigs and kind of experiment with the live aspect of this music. And yeah, in a way it feels like we did it, you know, the, the wrong way, like, you know, other bands start playing gigs and then get a, a, an album out of the songs that you right. perform through through gigging. Uh, but it feels it feels right for us because I think like our sound is so um specific and produced and there's a lot of sound design and a lot of craft behind it. So like yeah. I think that maybe we wouldn't have arrived to the same sound if we had, you know, come up with these songs in a live setting, which I think is an interesting part of it. I think that's right. I mean, I think the word for me that I have when people ask how I feel now that the album is out is relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just feels so good and it feels like we're able to celebrate our work and it feels so validating to celebrate our work with others. So our release show that we did play was just an incredible experience to actually have that moment with other people. But like Alba was saying, I remember when we were putting the album out, somebody asked me like, well, is it a recording project? 
or is it a live project? And I was like, you know, it's a recording project in many ways. We're about to find out. It was a recording project. And now it's us being like, okay, so that part is out in the world. And like, you know, we want to keep sharing it and we want to freaking play shows. So how do we take that and run with it? And like, keep the immersive experience that the album is and translate it to a live set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the album is super immersive. It's super thought provoking and there, it really covers an impressive array of themes and issues. Um, so what would you say are some of the main um, themes of the album for you? And um, what were some of the main catalysts for creating it? Hmm. I mean, definitely New York and what it means to live in the city, the experience of you know, just the, the um, individual experience versus a collective experience and, you know, what different memories and different places mean for each of us, but also collectively. Um, but then there are also very specific things that we have discovered throughout uh, building the songs that we didn't necessarily think about beforehand or, you know, that we didn't see as a connecting thread. Um, initially, like immigration, for example, we yeah. have Big Green American Dream, Can't Swim, Can't Swim. Uh, we have Nostalgia with yeah. Fall and Vesuvio, mm-hmm. uh, Social Injustice and Morocco for sure, and also a little bit, you know, in, in Big Green kind of like mm-hmm. uh, woven in, I don't know, what other, what other things? Yeah, I mean, I think those are sort of the, the big ones that come back around and, mm-hmm. you know, um, climate change, obviously. Climate change, yeah. Um, Little thing. Yeah, just this small thing. (laughs) But I think it's it's all kind of like woven together in this way that like the city has all of that and Mm -hmm. and it it's such a diverse and thought provoking place. It's like you you know, how could you how could you not think about immigration when you're you're literally like in it in New York City? Um, and how could you not think about climate change when you are, you know, in in the site of Sandy. And then we just had these two other hurricanes that came by, like right as we were releasing this album and playing our our, our album release show, we were like, oh, sorry for re-traumatizing you as we sing this song about like climate change and yeah. water rising as we've just lived through two floods. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of like that, <laughs> that input from the city that felt like a really natural relationship to build on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I have to say, I so I lived in New York for about five years and spent a lot of time walking around thinking about climate change and all sorts of things in relationship to the city, um, even thinking about immigration, because I feel like they are all tangled in sort of a strange yeah. way. So it was cool to see that reflected so ambitiously on the album. Um, and I know that you climate change is kind of a big thing for um, for you three, and I was wondering um, if you could sort of speak to the relationship between climate and your music and why you decided to start incorporating that and if there were any challenges or things that worked surprisingly well when you tried to do that, because it's very difficult, I've found, to write music about climate change. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we we talked about a lot as a band was about how to not, um, there's there's nothing that's more of a turnoff than preachiness, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, so I think when we were, you know, we all feel very strongly about climate and, and I think we're all you and us and we're all like sort of at that age where we're, we're really seeing it in our lifetimes more yeah. than our parents, more than our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have to deal with it, but, but we, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I think for us, it feels very loud and it feels very present. Um, and we wanted to talk about it because music is like sort of your opportunity to talk about the things that really mean something to you. Mm-hmm. But to try to do it in a way that was like fun, that's not going to turn people off, but hopefully help them to like have it on it. the mind, get into it, have fun with it. And then maybe that's how change happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how we can be advocates without like shaming people, but by inspiring people to, you know, give a shit. And, you know, there, there are some, there are some moments in, in Water Rises where we sort of drop that irony and that sense of fun. And it, it does get a little bit serious, but I think the the overall idea was like, how can we write? This is something that's really important to us, but we don't want to make it preachy. Mm-hmm. And anytime yeah. the lyrics started edging on a like preachy vibe, we'd all kind of like pull it back in and go, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, like back to the fun, back to the fun. Yeah, and there were a lot of meta moments. I feel like in the last few uh, weeks when we have, you know, had the, the release and uh, we, you know, went on a field trip just to film uh, Spotify canvases and um you know like oh you know we can go to coney island just to you know record a few things on 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 the green and also we have the beach right there so we can record some stuff on on water rises and we we got to to the water and we're like okay what can we find that is kind of like trash related and like water rising and all that and we looked around us and it it was suddenly like we were surrounded by actual trash like plastic and stuff like it was like, oh great, this was this makes our life easier, but also it's kind of like ridiculous that you know we don't have to look to find these things. They're just like yeah. right there surrounding us, and it, yeah, I don't know. It just makes you, um, I don't know, interpret things and, and perceive things in a much more realistic way and, and filtered way. And, yeah, that was very interesting to me. But you know, it was yeah. really, it was kind of inspiring because through the release process of Water Rises, like we we really got to know a couple of different organizations that were focused mm-hmm. on climate mm-hmm. change. And, yeah. you know, we worked very closely with um, with some folks like Green Roots Chelsea back in Boston, which is where I'm from and where Melissa went to college. Um, and you know we got to do like sort of a whole rollout campaign with them about the water rising in chelsea and like exactly what's affected and we did that for earth day and then we also worked with a couple of like more local organizations um ironbound mm-hmm. and um a few others around here mm-hmm. and the the gowanus dredgers are hilarious um i don't know if you've you've heard of them but shout out to them they're great they're um they're like yeah. a gowanus environmental slash i don't know they the community organizers is maybe a term they do like everything from like organizing comedy to like the oyster checkups in the gowanus <laughs> canal to <laughs> uh new music on the canal um so getting to know them was definitely a a hoot as well as the um the artichoke dance company who Mm -hmm. did a piece to water rises so it's been like a fun way to actually plug into the environmental community that's literally around us yeah i feel like we we could be useful through that medium and then Mm -hmm. we could you know help just inspire people through that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and get to know them and like see what was up in a in a I guess like more authentic way so it's it's been really great for us it's been a it's like actually been a pleasure for us as well as 
um, getting to write something about something we care about. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I really like that you kind of threaded the release into sort of this web of relationships that already exist in the city instead of just sort of throwing it out um, into the middle of nowhere. I think uh, that's a really good example of sort of how climate change art could come to be. It won't happen probably in a vacuum. Like um, yeah. it sort of has to be deeply rooted in lived experience and communities and in a lot of different respects. So yeah, I mean, how did you, um, you say you did a dance collaboration. What else did you do um, or how did you get involved with these groups? Oh wow! Yeah, so we with did a Greenroot Chelsea. We did a video, right? Um, yeah. That so they had um, just footage from a drone uh, from just the, the the water levels, and they had um, graphics of how um, the the level of the water had risen in the last few years. And so we kind of collaborated, creating a video for Earth Bay um, with water rises, but that also shown uh, showed um, all this kind of data in a fun and, you know, um, energetic way, but also being like, this is real and this is happening and you can see the data right here. So here you go. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, we just kind of like been talking to them and, you know, some of these uh, connections were kind of like planting seeds to potentially collaborate in the future. Uh, now that, you know, everything is starting to open, open up, we, we offered, um, playing, you know, in, in climate change, um, events. Right. With like, Artichoke Dance, which artichoke. also they did a performance, um, where was it, I guess? Like, Battery Park. Battery Park. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, yeah. 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 And they did a performance with water rises so i thought what was beautiful is like we would reach out to these climate change organizations and they would be like you have a song <laughs> great we're yeah. gonna play it yeah we're gonna use it in some capacity like we need a song there was really this feeling of like there is a need for music yeah there is a need for like a song about climate change how exciting and it is exciting yeah but that felt really special to be like oh we do there is an exchange here this is an offering when they as an organization are offering so much to the community in whatever way they are yeah mm -hmm. i mean some organizations like 350 brooklyn even just played it as an opener to their mm -hmm. to their meeting you know it wasn't it wasn't even like a creative thing per se but it it was still like we had something that we could give them and be like, yeah, we believe in what you believe in. And then they, you know, right. they, they used it as a way to ground everybody at the opening of their meeting. And that was like, great. Yes. We've done a thing. Like, a new way in yeah. processing through creativity. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah, great. That's so important. I just listened to a podcast, um, how to save a planet. They have a great episode on climate anthem. If you've heard it or the lack thereof. No. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. It goes deep into sort of, the entangled histories of protest music and social change, like the civil rights movement had We Shall Overcome, which was sort of this anthem that wove everything together. And there really is not anything like that for climate change and all of the entangled struggles that exist alongside it. So um, I think it's also people forget that uh, these change movements have to be they have to be fun. They have to be relationships and music and sustainable organizing. So. Yeah, I definitely think it's a huge offering and very cool that you got so involved. And especially New York is such a dynamic place, um, which you're making me nostalgic for now. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I'd love to hear a bit about sort of the places in New York that inspired um, your album or if there are any special memories um, or experiences there that played into creating the music. That might be a huge question. But... It is. Yeah. I mean, I think what's cool about the album is it also spans actually time. Mm -hmm. So for example, Big Green American Dream is about, and I will let you speak more about it because it's about Lily's grandparents but part of the song is set at the Wonder Wheel in Coney Island. And we went the other week and we rode the Wonder Wheel um, <laughs> when we went to see the trash on the beach. Yeah. Pre seeing beach trash, we rode the Wonder Wheel. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow, like Lily's grandparents were really here years and years and years ago. And that's special. Like it wasn't one of our memories, but it was like, you know, it's a shared memory nonetheless because it was one of their first dates mm -hmm. and so we then got to have that experience um through the song through the song yeah. and yeah through that moment in time riding the wonder wheel uh and also the g train, g -train. Mm -hmm. water rises takes place on some trains in some capacity yeah at least talking about the transfer on the a train a trains rockaway yep yeah. um what else do we have we have Hope Street in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm, for the Vesuvio Pool. And so Vesuvio all. Pool. Yeah. Um, Times Square. In Times a sense, Square. For can't can't swim. swim. Yeah, we 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 go through the city. We have <laughs> we have a little tour that we can we can guide people through um, for sure. And yeah, some some uh, songs I feel like they speak more to a feeling that that is not necessarily tied to a specific place. I'm thinking of fall for example now mm -hmm. it's more like that feeling of nostalgia of feeling that like you're alone in in a city full of people where everyone just you know has such a specific thing that they have to get done so quickly and they're so busy and you know that that feeling of maybe kind of feeling alone in the middle of a crowd um so i think like there, there are songs that speak specifically to the feeling of being in the city regardless of of a specific um place but yeah we were just talking about how um, beautiful it was to you know for us when we we went in, in this little Alma mosaic tour the other day just recording Spotify canvases how this place is just suddenly felt um, much more special to us even if you know like we you know each of the songs has a um, lead writer that just kind of um, leads us to the process even though everybody you know contributes to the lyrics and harmonies and production um, and so there were songs that are based in places that we you know maybe two of us hadn't gone to and so we found ourselves in in, in these places suddenly like for example the Vesuvio pool which Mel had gone to but neither only in our imagination yeah we had just been singing about it for for months and just you know being there was like oh I'm you know discovering this place for the first time something that I would just have passed by otherwise and you know it just holds a special memory and that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's always um, been really cool to me about New York, how places, I really feel like places have lives of their own. Um, they sort of d just like have personalities or energies or whatever, however you want to describe it. But uh, I also find it interesting, and I, I don't know if you all, it sounds like you all thought about this a lot, just uh, how vulnerable New York is to climate change. Like it's hard the seeing those videos of the floods rolling into the subways um, or like imagining Coney Island flooding. Um, just those images are hard for me to disconnect 
um, from sort of like the beauty and insanity of the city. So I don't know if, um, if that played a role um, in writing any of the songs. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, our, our, um, see, my, my partner and I live in Gowanus, like a block or two away from the Gowanus Canal. So yeah. uh, when the, the two latest hurricanes hit, we were completely flooded. It was like kind of a nightmare. Um, and obviously we had written Water Rises, I guess, a year a or year. more earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually, the whole song was triggered from this, um, this weird experience, like driving through Costa Rica of all places. And I had seen like a, um, a tree that was tied with like all these neon pink ribbons, like plastic ribbons. And I just had this passing thought that was like, oh God, weird. They've tied them to look like flowers. What a, like, what a weird thing. Oh God, what if we did that? What if, what if spring disappeared? And like, that would be, that would be the classic thing that humans would do. It'd just be like, make some plastic flowers and call it spring and like, okay, we're done guys. And, you know, when, when I got back from that trip and, you know, the band had our, our meetings and, it was just kind of like something that was rolling around in in our minds about like, well, what if we made a climate change song that's about all of the the weirdness that this is? That it seems like you you have a larger than life problem that affects all of humanity, and the solutions that we keep on throwing at it are like children's book level. Like they're just they're like a little bit crazy, you know, and a little bit non sequitorial. Like, I, I don't know if you've read up on some of the, it seems like you're, you're pretty familiar with like the climate stuff in New York and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they've come up with in response to Sandy is like, <laughs> it's just really, it's really um, mind boggling what, what they're thinking about. Like I read one that was like basically taking, taking a leaf out of the page, um, sorry, out of the novel from, um, from the Netherlands, like they have these these locks, basically like dams that come up to to prevent seawater from from um, going into because it's it's obviously it's so low most of the Netherlands like uh, sea level yeah. wise, mm-hmm. um, and so they were trying to steal an idea from that and have these like giant like robot arms like come around <laughs> New York Harbor like like it would and it would take like ten or fifteen years maybe even more to build these giant robot arms. So literally by the time they're built, they would be like kind of obsolete because of climate, like like the actual sea level rise, which just like is amazing to me as as a way to think about spending your money and your time to do something that's absolutely ineffectual. Um, so we wanted to kind of get at the humor of that and like poke fun at it kind of, because it's, it's literally all around us, you know, like we're, we're daily reminded about it. The Rockaways are a ferry ride away, Mm -hmm. you know, Gowanus floods all the time. It's better than it was, um, now that they've done all the work in the sewers, but it's still, it's a total environmental disaster. (laughs) And, and so there's this impermanence in the city, I think. I love that you said that places in New York City have energy because I feel like New York was our collaborator on this album, (laughs) like our fourth collaborator. We had many collaborators beyond us, but like our fourth lead writer. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's like the way that we celebrate that life is impermanent. The city is impermanent. It's just not going to be around forever because of climate. And especially if we don't do anything, about especially it. if we don't do anything. <laughs> Um, but there is something where it's like it, it is a living, breathing thing, both because of the people who inhabit it, but also because of, you know, the relationship that the people who inhabit it have with the city itself and have with specific locations. Yeah. And we make great meaning out of that. And so the, to imagine like our city having these arms that just come out of it to give us a big hug <laughs> to protect us is like well we're, we're trying but we're not quite getting there <laughs> yep yeah that's super interesting um yeah the haunting image with the arms i'll have to think about that one a little um <laughs> but i definitely agree there's something about the impermanence and the constant change um that makes the city feel even more alive and dynamic than other places mostly and from what I found um but anyway uh one thing I really wanted to ask about was I hear that you're planning on turning the album into a musical and that sounds amazing um and I'd love to hear about how that came about if if you were planning on doing that while writing it if um and also I'd love to hear about the plot of the musical because it sounds fascinating <laughs> Ooh, yeah. work in progress. Very yeah, it's a whip. Yeah, we we cannot you know talk a lot about specifics just because it's still being you know in the in the process of being birthed. Um, but yeah, the idea. Well, we we got approached by by a venue that was interested in you know like the the immersive. Uh, component of of our music and how you know it was tied to um, people's relationship with the city they live in, not necessarily New York City, but just you know this this feeling of of um, relationship between uh, place and memories and all that. And um, yeah, in terms of what the plot is going to be, it's basically we're you know we're in the process of creating a narrative that goes throughout the songs and that uh, combines. Uh, the songs with maybe a little bit of of not necessarily acting, but just kind of uh, you know connecting threads between them. And what's clear is that we want it to be a very immersive experience, and we want to keep that that feeling of like living in a very busy city and just kind of like you know being surrounded by all this stimuli. Um, and so there will you know be a lot of a lot of components of surprise, a lot of relationship with the audience a lot of uh immersion in that in that way i don't know if that answers your question because we're still in the process of of uh, birthing this idea but um that's we, yeah totally we are and, and something that i personally love about musical theater as a medium is it provides the um it provides the space to create even more of an immersive experience. Mm -hmm. So I actually got my start in rock musicals, like musicals that were hybrid concerts and um, plays, but mostly it was like, you could have looked at it as like, oh, this is really just like a set with some story between each song. 
Um, and I feel like as a medium, it's really powerful and it has a lot of potential. And Lily and I have connected on our love of Hades Town, <laughs> which is another, I mean, that went very far to Broadway, but it is like another folk musical, I would say. And I think for me, yes, we're figuring out plot to answer the question. Um, and I think that something is that is powerful about the medium is like, there may not necessarily have to be narrative, but the way that we tell the story is like, we'll have a halal truck appear at intermission and like hand out halal and would you do that i mean that's the big dream like would you do that at a concert <laughs> no not necessarily because like they have their own concessions and like maybe people are just like getting beers throughout the show but the space that theater provides is like going the extra mile to be like oh like we're gonna have mm -hmm. halal we're gonna have a cyclist whiz by while we're <laughs> playing a song so adding um, basically like multimedia, like making it mm -hmm. more an interdisciplinary endeavor. Um, and, and then beyond that, we'll see. We'll That's see. pretty much the dream right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Hadestown and, and musicals and been waiting on, um, been waiting on the climate musical for a minute. Um, yes. so. Yeah, excited to see what it becomes. Um, and I know like a lot of the album, it, it goes really deep into a lot, like there's a social media song, there's a song about like being in a protest. Um, it's just like these really large kind of cultural themes. Um, so I'm interested like in the story of the musical, would those kind of be woven into the plot? Would they just sort of be like asides? Um, or, or also in the context of the album, I'm just curious as to how it all fits together um, in your own, your own minds. Yeah, totally. I mean, they definitely would be woven into the plot as they've been woven into the plot of our lives. I know yeah. that both of those songs, all of our songs, but the song about social media and the song about being at a protest is from direct experiences that we had. Um, which all of them are in a way they're just like a moment in time that you you know you're able to get out of your you know like your mind a little bit and be like oh this is weird this is worth you know pointing at uh, as a specific moment and you know just just uh, creating something out of it and, and i think what is interesting about it is again that connection between this very specific personal experience and relationship that you have to something and then realizing that it is also a collective experience that you know people around you have with it and, and maybe finding the nuances that make it different for each uh, person but finding that collectivity as well and so I think that's what the album really is it's like a, a collection of experiences that we all can connect with at a very deep personal level or also at a very general collective level um and i again i think i don't know if we're answering your question of how That's they would great. be connected <laughs> to the plot, i would like yeah. to say i am proud of us for for having the majority of our songs are not about boys yeah like regardless of what what orientation you are like i just I, I as a listener like I, I get tired of it mm -hmm. and I, I think there's one thing that I love about our band is that we were so um we're so gung-ho to like write about stuff you know like stuff that doesn't involve like 
being in love and being disappointed, stuff that doesn't involve um, being in love and being excited. Or going to a party. Or going to a party. Like <laughs> how much fun you're gonna have. You know, it's like it. it um, I think one thing that we really wanted to do was to like write about real stuff that we're thinking about and processing. And a lot of what we're thinking about and processing is like these things that are in the plots of our lives. Like mm. social media is just like a constant every single day. You have to reckon with it. You have to yeah. make a relationship with it and figure out what the hell you think about it. Or like, you know, the whole thing with George Floyd last summer was like, th no, this is like right here. You have to process it and think about it. And art is one of the ways that you can take a stance, that you can sort your own mind out or collectively. And it's one way that we can, you know, say something through through art. Climate is the same thing. It's like it's constantly it's all around us. Um, so I think we we just really wanted to say something with our music and and say a lot of personal things as well, obviously, and, and we do have relationship songs and we do have songs about deeply personal things. Um, but I love that we're not all just that. Yeah, absolutely. I think to Lily's point, like even our songs that are more relationship oriented, when it comes down to it, there's more complexity. Like Snow is about a breakup but it's about feeling awesome about the breakup <laughs> and being like, yes, great idea. I mean, of course it's also like there's pain. <laughs> great idea. There's pain, but it's like, okay, I did the right thing. That feeling of relief. Um, and like Lily mentioned, we spent a lot of time working on more woke because initially I was writing in response to being in the experience of being at a protest during the curfews in New York City and we had curfews that started at 8 p.m. and I was I had been to like a vigil and then I was walking home and I wound up in a protest and I was like oh my god I have to go home like it's a curfew. And then I was like, I'm a white person. I can decide to opt in and opt out. And that's complex. But what occurred is it's complex and it's that's that doesn't even cover it. It's like <laughs> it's so painful. Yeah. Um, but what happened, what transpired, and what I loved about that process, but what was also, you know, challenging in all of the best ways was we as a band were like, let's have a conversation about this and let's turn it back on ourselves. Yeah. And like what actually happened in that moment? What was that experience in that moment that's complex? That's like life itself is way more, um, just way more complicated. And our experiences are way um, more colorful than just like, you know, the way that like, blues songs were back in the day yeah like i i taught a songwriting program this summer and i i remember like one of the first things that i told my students was you know what we do as songwriters is like we're sharing ourselves very vulnerably and like we all have something to say but that's something that we have to say is actually extremely specific yeah. and i think that like alma tapped into that and we helped each other discover 
that specificity in each of the songs. Yeah, and, and that specific case also kind of tied to what we were talking about with Water Rice is like, how do you talk about uh, such a complex issue, but also not sounding preachy, like I'm doing it right and you are doing it wrong. And, you know, like just also understanding that our own perspective is filtered by, by our yeah. own privilege and that even, you know, our opinion about it as us enlightened at, as we think it might be or that you know as, as we want it to be and we are here to to learn about it just it's also filtered and so that was an interesting process of like back and forth and, and finding that light finding that filter finding that perspective that we wanted to come across and hopefully it did come across in the song but yeah it's always it's always hard right i mean yeah with more woke we got to work with Showing Up for Racial Justice, which mm -hmm. is a really amazing organization yeah. for white people, both wanting to get involved in anti-racist work, but also they do these calling in workshops and the song itself was like a calling in song. So that's yeah. like what we were doing for each other the whole time. Yeah. And I feel like that and, you know, not to, I mean, we're, we're jumping around from song to song, but that was like our own reflection. We're like calling ourselves in, but then it's also like we're bridging that experience to share in public, to like be in that experience publicly yeah. and to like share it with the world. And Natra's like, Natra Naturans, which is about social media is like, wait, this is effed up. Like I have to look this way on social media. like. Uh, okay like and so it's a bridge from that experience and then communicated with the world which we also struggle you know like we, we have to deal with those decisions every day as a band as well like okay so now we have to have a brand but like what what is what generates the most likes versus what we actually are and you know finding that that line between being genuine but also getting our music across which is in, you know in the end what what uh, matters and to do that we have to get followers and to get followers you have to you know you go through the rabbit hole and in the end just like you know it's very very easy to to lose perspective of what you were ultimately trying to achieve right. Right. um so yeah we've kind of gone on a tangent we're gonna go back <laughs> to your questions now <laughs> i know that was i mean i feel like you answered you gave me the answer that i was looking for i don't know if i asked the right question um but yeah i mean i really I love a lot of what was just said there. I think, yeah, these are things that it is true. We are sort of all collectively going through and I don't think there's totally a language in place to discuss a lot of them yet. And especially social media just distills things down to the like dullest point and the most basic analysis always. And it doesn't really, I think like things like art are the kind of things that can really, or like art or social theory papers can get to like the real heart of situations, I think, or like lived experience would be the other. So it sounds like it's just uh, powerful to me that you guys are approaching these issues, but also like incorporating a lot of different perspectives and working with groups and not just like, and practicing what you preach. So yeah, I think it's brave to, these are like sort of uncharted um, water is just reflecting on like even social media. I don't even know how to talk about it, let alone write about it. So yeah, all that is to say, I think, uh, yeah, super powerful and necessary to sort of dive into these like real things that are happening to us that are difficult to talk about. So yeah, that's my tangent. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so what's, um, what's next for 
you all, I know we've kind of covered that or, or what are you looking forward to or scared about or, or whatever? Uh, Honestly, playing sure. our music. Yeah, I sure. mean, we, we had just started to gig and then uh, literally uh, like our gig, our, our second gig was March 1st of 2020. And then it was like, shazam, <laughs> done, you are done. Um, which, you know, worked out for us because we we got to work on this album. But I think now that we're on the other side and the album's released, it's like we're we're now like figuring out the tech that makes it possible to play the album and then in the way that we're excited about. And and we've started booking gigs like we've got a Rockwood gig coming up um, October 6th. And then we have another gig coming up at the Cutting Room October 20th, another one November 20th, 20th. at Gold yeah. Sounds. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's like sort of our, our New York for the next few months. And then we're really hoping to book a tour in the spring. We're, we're kind of seeing how things look with, with the Delta variant and that yeah. whole thing, unfortunately. Um, but we're, we're really hoping to get a tour out there. Is there anything else that you all wanted to talk about or cover? Hmm. I don't know. I Maybe we'll eventually write a song about Tara. The <laughs> woo-woo yeah. resident. Every year, every year we get a tarot reading done by yes. one of our best friends. And we had this idea, which is I'm just put I'm putting it out there very lightly, which is that we would write a song about a tarot reading that we had and like maybe one of the main cards. But also we might have more up our sleeve there with whatever our future work is it could be maybe would be very witchy <laughs> you just you just want it to be published so we cannot backtrack on it. <laughs> i mean we've talked about it we have talked about it and in fact our our single art is very inspired by tarot cards yeah like it's got yes. the, the numbers at the top and the <laughs> yeah, so we, we do we do love a good woo-woo yeah. experience. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, I'm now I'll be expecting a tarot themed project coming up. I can't promise anything, but but now that we've set it on record. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean tarot's cool, universal archetypes, um, you know, good stuff. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, thank you all so much this was really really cool and thanks for sharing and being so vulnerable about your experiences and also that we've all shared <laughs> um and yeah uh, everyone should go listen to the album i'll link it in i'll link it in the description and thank you all so much thank you so much thank you. this was really fun yeah. go climate change <laughs> cool i'm gonna uh, stop